Please stand up on your feet to, to honor the word of God. Um, today's passage is from Luke 14, verse 25 until 35. Uh, let's read it together. One, two, three. Now great crowds accompany him, and he turned and said to him, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sister, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it, Otherwise, he has a foundation and is not able to finish. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that, yes, cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is of no use for the soil or for manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the word of God. Praise God. I give you a um, liberty of choice. Uh, you want to accompany me standing here or you can be seated. Um, it's, it's your call and um, in Christ you have a freedom to choose. Right. Thank you, Isaac, for um, the introduction. Um, the, the two feelings uh, really uh, came to my heart when you said that uh, please accept our warmest welcome. My heart feels quite warm. <laughs> and then you say, Pastor Daniel is ex uncle to us. I feel old. <laughs> Thanks so much, uh, everyone. Um, uh, finally, after two years, uh, we've been uh, separated. Um, couldn't see again face to face. Finally, the Lord opened the door for us to see again. I, I start to feel um, what Apostle Paul wrote in one of his letters to, um, I think, to the church of, in Rome. He said that my heart is really keen on coming to you and see you again. Well, of course, you know, I do not, I never try to compare myself with Apostle Paul. In fact, I don't want to experience his experience, right? Uh, but um, but it's uh, it's really it's really a it's really a great feeling to be with you again, and and I'm excited to be with you, and I'm truly excited, even if you're not, right? <laughs> All right. Um, so what I I, will, I like to uh, share with you today. Let me start with uh, one one story, just uh, just uh, experience. Um, uh, I think a few months ago. So in, in my workplace, uh, there has been introduced what is called a mentoring program, right? And uh, we are all invited, 
uh, if you want to be a mentor or you want to be a minty, right? You know minty, right? It's not minty, okay, minty, right? There's someone who is mentored. So I, I register myself, you know, as, as a mentor. So, of course, there is a workshop, uh, training sessions, you know, how to, do, how to be a mentor, how to be a minty, what needs to be done, okay? And I was prepared by one person uh, that wants to be minty. Not my minty, but uh, who will be a minty, right? So we just, uh, we just did uh, what's called, uh, uh, just, just did an exercise. So we start to talk to each other, we treat ourselves, and then I ask him one question. I ask him, uh, I'd like to ask you one question, this is my question. Um, what sort of trouble or problems that you could have if there is no program like this, this mentoring program? What sort of trouble or problem that you might have? And he looked at me, and I saw straight away that, well, I didn't have an X-ray in my eyes, but I can see his brain is start to processing. Boom, 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 right? Okay, and then he started to give me an answer. Just want to share you why I asked that question. I want to ask this question basically simple. My, my question is very simple. This is what I asked him. Do you see this mentoring program is as a need or something that is simply nice to have. You understand it, right? So can I ask you this? Are you here because you know that you have to be here? You need to be here. Or you are here because there's something nice to do. And I tell you, that is a seriously, fundamentally different. You can be here physically. All of you are here physically, and, and it, of course, you know it's, you all look the same, right? I do not, I don't, I don't try to, to uh, do a, you know a scanning, you know, on your look and say, ah, uh, he is serious, he's not. Hey, why are you here? <laughs> no, sorry. I saw something in the wrong place, that's why. So, I never try to make an assessment okay, about you. But I want you to assess your own heart and start with these very important questions. And if you want to extend this further, at the furthest extent, you can ask this question. Being a Christian is a need, is a must. It's something that I cannot not do, or just something nice to have. And that is basically something that uh, if, you, if you forget <laughs> everything that I, I, I share after this, I hope not. But even if you do, I hope you don't forget this question. Is it a need, is it a must, or is it just something nice to have? And with that, just want to start the, the story that we have read in the scripture. Jesus, one day, he walked, and then a lot, uh, lot of people, the crowd, followed him, right? Followed him. Um, how do you feel if you were Jesus? How do you feel wherever you, wherever you go, 
you know, a crowd followed you. You feel good? You feel excited? You feel that you're truly alive? I don't hear any answer. Okay, right. He said, I don't have, you know, wherever I go, no one follows me. Okay, okay, I'm not talking about it, right? In, in the context, okay? How many of you check the follower of your Instagram? How many people followed you? Are you happy? You need more? <laughs> Just want to share that uh, Jesus didn't give much care about the crowd who followed him. And why is that? It's very simple. Because his life and identity was never built in number of people just follow him. His identity is built only on one voice who shouted from heaven when he was just came out of the water from his own father who said, this is my beloved son to whom I'm mostly pleased. And that is, that is, that is what Jesus holds in his heart. And he never cared whether people love him or hate him, followed him or rejected him. He never cared about it. And I think we need to consider where, on where, or on which foundation we built our life on. Now, but that's not, that's not my, 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 my really uh, the core message here. But in the first 26, when, he, when the crowd followed him, okay, he just looked back to them and said, how wonderful you're following me. Thank you so much. No, he never thanked the crowd. And I didn't know how Jesus said to the crowd, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just turned his neck, <laughs> right? Rather than turn back. Just said, hey, if you want to come to me, if you want to follow me, if you don't want disciples, you do this. So, you know, this is, some, this is something that you need to think, right? People have, people have been following him, and then he, he, he told them, if you want to follow me, you have to do this. They already followed him. So why? He said, if you want to follow me, well, we, I follow, we have already followed you. But this is, this is the message I want to share with you tonight, is that there are following that is different than following. There are two different following. And Jesus want to ask, do you follow me on my terms, not on your terms? Now, then that's why the Jesus said, if you want to follow me, when the word if is always, always indicative of one thing. What is that? Condition. If always inherently has a condition. And condition, I just call it condition, is nothing but the cost. So Jesus said, if you really want to follow me, this is the cost. Now, you must have heard a lot of, a lot of uh, the word C-O-S-T, cost, is something that you've been familiar. Every single day you deal with it, right? Wow, okay, almost every single day, okay? 
Whatever you buy, <laughs> whatever you know, when you do the public transport, every single day you deal with the cost, even though you don't, you're not really aware of it, especially if you don't pay yourself, right? Okay, but the cost is something that we deal every every single day, and you always start to think about the cost when you start to deal with something that is a very high cost. Now, what is cost? Well, I'm not talking about how much is the cost. I'm talking about cost reflects one thing, your commitment, your commitment, okay? Years ago, you know, I had a meeting with one committee that we want to hold to one event in the church. And, and um, we started to think, uh, okay, uh, is it uh, just uh, just make it free of charge, or we will charge the the attendees, the people who who want to join? And I said to them, we have to charge it. They said, ah, oh, but then but then then people will not join. I said, yes, but if you don't charge them, they will register, but they will not come. <laughs> if they register and pay. And they feel, uh, I feel lazy. They will remember, hey, hey, hey I've paid uh, twenty dollars there. I better come. Otherwise, I will. Otherwise, I will make a loss. So, cost is always correlated with commitment. And when Jesus, when Jesus talk about the cost of following Him, that give us one message. He only wants to have committed. Followers, right? And what is the other following? Well, I just give this term. This called, this called casual followers. How many of you? How many of you have a casual jobs here? Can I see your hands? Okay, thank you. My 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 second son just had a casual job okay, a few months ago. He was so excited, okay, of course, because he started to earn money, right? And then just in a few months, he had money much, much more than I had when I was at his age. <laughs> okay, right. How many of you had a full-time job? All right, okay. Now, can I ask you who had a casual job? Can I, can I see your hands once again? Okay. Brother, okay, you have a casual job, right? Okay, which means that you are called to do the work. Okay, hey, can you work on this time? You can work this time, right? Okay, can you say no? Of course you can, right? Sorry, <laughs> Manchester United is playing, right? I'm sorry, I cannot, I cannot work, right? Okay, you can do that. Okay, now, those of you raise your hands, you know, full-time job, have you ever felt at one morning you feel like not going to work? Yes. And what you do? <laughs> you go to work. You feel night luck. You feel like not to go to work. You still have to work. Why? You are full time. You are committed to your work. And my question to you is, are you casual follower of Jesus or are you committed follower of Jesus? And that is, what's the difference? The difference is the cost. The cost. Now, 
let me let me before we continue right let me let me share this with you when we talk about casual christian right we're not talking about people who are doing bad people who are doing okay in our terms sinful things no 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 casual christian are, are not bad person they still going to church okay they can be enthusiastic when the church they can jump the highest when 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 uh, and this this service is is a very very slow and and it's different than 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 what I used to be from my mainstream. Okay, right? They can be energetic. They can know the scriptures very well. They can be involved in ministry, but there's only one thing. They will do all those things so long they don't pay the cost. When the cost comes, they will say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that is, that is, that is the, the, uh, the casual Christians. Now, Jesus, when he, he called the followers, he called them to be the committed followers. And that's why he started with the cost. And he gave three costs that, uh, that uh, you can read from the Bible, okay? Verse 26, verse 27, and verse 33. We just look at it quickly, okay? The first one, okay? Verse 26, this is what he said. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, well, the word hate means love less than me, right? Okay? You, don't, you don't go home and say, hello, mom. That okay, I'm sorry. I want to follow Jesus with all my heart, and that's why I hate you. No, right? right don't, don't, don't misinterpret what Jesus said here. Right? Hate is, um, and Jesus used a hyperbolic uh, speech from time to time just to, just to show us the gap, the huge difference, right? Then if you, if you love something so much, right, then your love to other things can be so reduced that you feel like hating the previous thing that you love. So this is what Jesus meant by hate your father and mother. It means that you must love me more than father and mother, sisters, a wife, children, and even his own life. And why Jesus mentioned this? Why Jesus mentioned this? Why not, why not your job? For, for Jewish people then that time, they are very familial, you understand? Family, very family-oriented. And there is, no, there is nothing else that's closer to their heart. They're the persons whom they love most, which are listed here. So what Jesus said, number one, is the cause of following me is your love. Your love. So why your love? Wow. This morning I shared that what drives our behavior, what drives our action is our desire. And our desire is basically what we love is what we desire. 
So Jesus, Jesus said that if you want to follow me, then you need, then you, I must be the one that you love more than anyone and anything else. I must be your treasure. Because in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus said that where your treasure is, that is where your heart. So, brothers and sisters, you know, when you want to check what is inside your heart, is Jesus in my heart, okay? Don't, 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 don't try to feel it, but try to think this. This is what, what uh, Josh has said in the beginning. I was, I was struck by what he said. He said, what makes you disappointed if you lose it? And what makes you happy when you have it? That is what you love. That's what you truly love. And Jesus said, is it me? Why? Why? Because, this is the cause, right? Because if it's not me whom you love most, one day you will sell me to get other things. You will exchange me for others. Instead of, instead of putting others as a cause, you will put me as a cause so that you can have others. Okay? That is number one. Number two. Verse 27, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Okay, what is the second cause? The first one is our love. The second one is our self. If you read in, in, in Matthew chapter 16, okay, verse 24, then you will say that Jesus gave a, you know, Matthew put in a, in a more detailed writing, whoever does not deny himself and take up the cross, he cannot follow me. So why is that? It's very simple because I forgot who's, who said that. <laughs> but um, there's one, 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 one great preacher who said that in our heart, there are two places. It's the first place called throne, where the king sits, and the second place called cross. And in our heart, there are two person when you when you when you start to get in touch with Christianity you all have uh, two persons that you have to you have to consider in your heart this is Jesus and our self so now the question is who sit on the throne and who is put on the cross and Jesus said if you want to follow me then you have to you you have to set me on, on the throne of your heart, and you have to crucify yourself. If you don't want to deny yourself, you will deny me. And that's why, you know, unfortunately, you know, Jesus, Jesus hardly gave us terms both and. He gave us either or. You have to choose. I remember <laughs> my, my eldest son now, it's, it's been uh, 25 years old. That's why it's not too wrong that I'm your uncle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but when he was uh, still you know, eight, nine years old, right, he left, uh, you know, watching... Um, his favorite is a Thomas the Tank Engine. You know that? You don't know? Okay, I'll tell you. 
Ding 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 ding. Shall I continue? Oh no. Okay, right. Nah. So said, Daddy, can I have another Thomas engine uh, DVD? Okay, I I brought him to the uh, department store and said, Okay, now you can you choose which one. It's up to you. And he came back with two DVDs, one in the right hand, one in the left hand. And he asked me, Daddy, which one we should buy? Well, you know, children are very, very clever, very, very smart. Right? And I said, it's up to you. Which one you like? You like the, the one in your right hand? Mm, yes, this is good. Mm, right. Okay, you said, but the left one is also good. Oh, you choose this one then. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But right one is good. And he, he, you know, he tossed back and forth between right and left, right and left. Because why? He want both. And I said to him, my dear, you need to choose. Just want to teach him from his childhood that life, in many cases, we need to choose one and reject the other. And Jesus asked, who will you follow and who will you reject? Number three, verse 33. There's the third cause that Jesus gave. So therefore, any one of you does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Okay? Our love, ourself, and our things or possessions. And we, when we, when we, when we say, when we see this, right, uh, we start to feel, oh, it's 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 very harsh, isn't it? It's very hard, and then become very harsh, right? We need to leave everything, right? We need to release all our possessions, right? Uh, let 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 Yoshi explain to you next time, right? I I, I like to give a homework for the home pastors whenever I preach, so they can elaborate what I what I share. But okay, just just let me. Let me, uh, let me just uh, uh, you know, t- t- try to make it short for you for this point. Whenever Jesus asks us to release, okay, he wants to save us from the things that we cling on. You know, th- there are several verses in the Bible okay, that is very, very short, very, very short. Okay? It's not like a Roman 8.28, and on, and we know that God works in all things, you know, it's very, very long, right? This is, the last few verses are very short, okay? In John chapter 11, that is the shortest one. Jesus wept, right? So that, that's very short. And there's another one, there's only three words, okay? In Luke chapter 17, verse 32, remember Lot's wife. Only three words, only three words. Remember Lot's wife. Do you know the story of Lot's wife? She was about to be saved from Sodom. That was just pour out, you know, pour down the the um, the God's wrath, okay, the sulfur and the fire from heaven. And the angel that that God sent to Sodom, hold her hands and Lot and his, his two daughters. 
run away from Sodom. And these two angels said, never look back. And they run, they left Sodom, and of course, you know, on the back, you know, they, they start to they just to hear, you know, it's like a, the, 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 the fires came down. And Lot's wife, Lot's wife, couldn't release what clinged to her heart. She looked back and perished. So this is what Jesus said. You want to follow me. And if you, don't, if you don't want to release, you will never follow me. One day, you will look back and you will release me. So that is, that is the cost. And this, it's, I tell you, do you think it's a high cost? If you think, oh, no, it's, it's not very high, it means that you don't, because you never, 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 never try to pay. Everything. <laughs> uh -huh. One day, my friend said to to another friend, said, oh, "You know, I want to buy something, but it's so expensive, you know." And and, and his friend said, "Ah, it's, nice. it's okay. It's not expensive." And I said to him, "Will you buy?" Oh no. I said, why? Expensive. You said it's not expensive. No. When you, when, when you said about someone else, it's not expensive. But when you have to pay yourself, you said expensive. Right? It's, it's easy to say that until you do it yourself, that you start to feel. I tell you, my friend, it's very expensive. It's very high cost. But then Jesus gave, and this is, this is a call of my message. You know, Jesus gave the truth on this passage that he wants us to really understand. And the third core truth is on the first 28 until 32. Okay? Right. Now, look at verse 28. Uh, you, know, so you, know, you know the cost already, but the truth about, about the cost of following Jesus in verse 28 to 29. Okay. Look at verse 28. For which of you decided to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it. So the first thing that Jesus said is, if you want to follow me, don't rush. Don't rush. Count the cost first. And I want to tell you this, that Jesus wants us to follow him based on our reason, not emotion. It's very important. Because many, many times we made the mistakes by appeal to emotion of people. Until they, they, were, they were driven by emotion. Oh, oh yes, yes, I want to follow Jesus. I tell you what. Yes. Yes, they feel that like following Jesus on that night, on the altar call. And the following day, feeling is very fickle. And Jesus said, don't follow me. Based on emotion, count the cost, count it, sit down, and think about it. This is the cost. Think about it, count it. Are you able to pay, and will you pay? Reason, not emotion. I believe uh, your pastor here, if I know, because I always peep, uh, the video 
of Rock Sydney Church, even though I'm not among the followers. Well, I tell you what, I'm not a Jesus follower, but I follow. <laughs> Rather than a Jesus follower, but never follow. Okay, right? Okay. So I follow. And I know he's been preaching about the parable of the sower. I don't know when was that. All right? I remember he said that our temptation is not during the Sunday service, but before that, a night before. If you sleep, you know, very late because you play the game, and I, I'm glad he didn't mention watching Manchester United. Okay? Right. Okay. So it was, it was, it was excluded. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, but remember when, in, in the story of the, the, the parable of the sower, the second type of soil is called rocky soil. You remember that? What Jesus said, what's the meaning of the rocky soil? It means that someone who heard the word, and receive it with enthusiasm. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Oh, yes, glory. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Even, even the sentence is not finished. Amen first. But on the next day, when the persecution comes because of the word, he walked away. Why? Emotion doesn't last very long. That is why Jesus said, don't follow me of the emotion. You must have reason why you follow me. Truth number one. Truth number two. He said, this is a high cost. So you better know what you buy. You better know what you gain. And this is why Jesus said, do you know why you follow me? And do you know why you're willing to pay the cost of following? And again, if you read in Matthew chapter 13, when he gives seven parables of the kingdom of God, the climax, okay, the climax is about two parables that deal with what is called treasure. And those two parables said that someone who finds the treasure is willing to release everything that he had in exchange to that treasure. And Jesus said, know what you gain in following me. Only then you will be willing to pay the cost. Brothers and sisters, just after the service tonight, or even when, when we did the communion, can you just take a just few seconds and ask yourself, do I know what I gain? Because if not, then you will say, why should I pay the cost? Don't pay the cost for nothing. Number three. Jesus said, this is the cost, because he always said the cost up front. Jesus never had hidden costs. He said, this is, the, this is the cost. Sin is the opposite. Sin is that enjoy now. Enjoy now. And bear the consequence later. Jesus said, no. 
No, from now on, I tell you the truth. This is the cause. And the last one. <laughs> the last one is from verse 31 and 32. Or what king going out to encounter another king in the war wants to fight another king? Will not sit down first and deliberate whether he's able with 10,000 troops okay, to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, he will send a delegation to seek a peace. Now, brothers and sisters, let me share with you this is the fourth point. When Jesus mentioned about the cost, we always talk about the cost of following Jesus, right? And this is a high cost. I will tell you. I tell you, it's a high cost. It's why you need to count, Jesus said. And you need to think, is it worth it to pay this cost? But don't just talk about the cost of following Jesus. Talk also about the cost of not following Jesus. We also need to talk about it. We need to think about it. Some people, you know, I understand people said, oh, oh it's, it's very expensive to do this, to do that, to buy this, to buy that. It's very expensive. And I said, yes, expensive. So don't buy then. But my life will be in trouble. So buy it then. <laughs> if you feel hard to pay the cost, Think of the consequence not for paying it. And if in the world we know that the cost of not paying actually is much more expensive than the cost of paying, how much more in about following Jesus? Have you ever thought the cost of not following him, how much we pay? So that is what committed Christian is about. Commitment is about the cost. And that's the difference between committed Christian and casual Christian. And Jesus ended this conversation by giving illustration about casual Christians. And he said, casual Christian is just like salt that lost its saltiness. It looks like a salt but has no effect. And that's why. What is the consequence? Verse 34 and 35, they are useless. They are useless. And if you read in, in, in Matthew chapter 5, they are trampled. And that is what Jesus said in verse 29. If you don't count the cost and you want to follow me and not knowing what you pay in one day, you will become a laughing stock. You'll be humiliated, you'll be embarrassed. Being casual never brings any value to yourself and also to the kingdom of God and useless to the world. You have no impact, you have no influence 
that can bring people to Christ. Because our life never shows how valuable Christ, how priceless Christ in our heart. Because there is no cost that we pay that shows that he is more, 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 more valuable than other things in our life. So my friend, when we start to talk about this, we always ending with the altar call. How many of you want to perform? How many of you pay the cost? Raise your hands and let's sing this song, okay? And, and every one of you, wonderful. I start to remember myself. Since I, since I read this, I remember myself. Never try to appeal to the emotion of people, but ask them to think. And I said, I will not make altar call today, but if you go home, and you let the Holy Spirit to sing this word into your heart. And you hear his calling and you answer. That is your personal altar call at your room. Surrender yourself to the Lord. So I will not, if you ask altar call, how I many if you want to pay the cost? Because I, want, I don't want you to start by counting the cost that you pay. I want you to start to count the cost that Jesus has paid for you. Start with that. Start with that. Because if you want to give something to him, start by knowing what you have received from him. Romans 12 verse 1. You know, many sermons, many preaching have been made. Brothers and sisters, I invite you to give your life, your body as a living sacrifice. Many times we forgot the first phrase, the first clause that Paul said. By the mercies of God. Only because you know the mercies of God, you offer your life as a living sacrifice. Otherwise... Your sacrifice are not what God wants from you. And same with this. Don't start by saying, Lord, I want to pay the cost. Don't stand on your own strength. Stand on the love and the grace of Jesus. Look at the cross where he was hanging for the cost. The cross of Jesus is the cost that he paid for you and me. Let's read together. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. And I invite you all to stand as we honor the word of God. Let's read together. Have this mind among yourself which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equally with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. That is the cost that Jesus paid for you and for me. 
And when this revelation breaks into our heart, I tell you, I promise you, we will see something. Suddenly we see, Lord, no matter how much I pay, it's never, it's nothing compared to what you paid for me. Last scripture, let's read together in Hebrew chapter 12, verse 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy that was set before him is to see you and I follow him with all of our life. Be safe, be redeemed and having eternal relationships here and there. Let's bow our heart in prayer. Lord Jesus, open our eyes. Open our eyes tonight to see what you've done for us. We don't want to start with what we will do for you. We don't want to start by our commitment. We want to start by seeing the commitment that you have made for us. The cost that you paid for us. Your suffering because you want to save us. You want to redeem us. So our life that's, that's supposed to go to perish can have the true life in you. So Lord Jesus, tonight, before we count the cost of following you, help us to know the cost that you have paid for us. And when we have a fellowship with your body and your blood, through this bread and wine, open the eyes of our heart to see you have loved us so much. So when we follow you, we follow you by knowing how much you have loved us. You have been so committed in saving us. And Lord, let your faithfulness bring the seed of faithfulness and love in us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the cause that you paid.